Okay, what have you been doing since last week? Since last week? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, I've been watching a lot of good TV. Yeah? So I was playing a bit of chess. So my uncle was like, hey, you should watch The Queen's Gambit. And then like every other person I know said, you should watch Queen's Gambit. So I watched Queen's Gambit. Pretty good. Um, I still haven't watched it. So good. Yeah. It, I mean, it's like as someone who appreciates chess, it's a little more realistic than other shows which depict chess. Okay. So that's what's nice about it. I've also started watching one called Black Earth Rising, which is about like, it's like a mystery or like a thriller sort of uh-huh. show. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, some other stuff. Gordon Ramsay, Uncharted. He goes and cooks in like the middle of nowhere. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That doesn't shock me that you would watch that, to be quite honest. Yep. Watched another one about a dude who catches Here's snakes. It. You really don't need it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> a dude who catches snakes? Yeah. His name's Jack Randall. He's Australian, and he's absolutely insane. He's well, yeah, like, he's I have to go snakes. find the most venomous snakes in Australia. Come with me. And it's like, oh, Okay. Like, I don't know a no. lot of people who would do that. No. No. Would you have a snake no. for a living? No. No. I'm out. No. Yep. I don't want to touch a snake. I mean, the crocodile hunter got killed by a stingray. stingray. Yeah. So Steve like, Irwin. I'm out. Yeah. yeah. This is a dude who was trained by Steve Irwin. <laughs> crazy people, crazy people. Yep. It's Australian. An Australian thing. Ugh. I'm yeah. out on that. Good thing I'm not Australian. Yep. Not because. All right. When do we start? Whenever she starts. Okay. I like to just make you talk for a minute so you feel comfortable. Okay. I feel comfortable. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel comfortable. Yeah. everyone and welcome to the 10th episode of the my college story podcast i'm miranda davis and i'm brian motto and we're excited to this is our 10th episode it's kind of crazy that we've done 10 done by pretty quick it's gone very very quickly but this week we are talking to one of our recent graduates surya desgupta i'm an alumnus now he's an alumnus now yeah. alumnus yeah, he's no longer alumni no. alumnus alumnus would be singular alumnus. right yeah he's yeah. an alumnus okay yeah. it's so confusing yeah like just be alumni just you're an alum yeah there you that, go just leave it alum. there he's an alum. an alum yeah i'm an alum gotcha all right so surya mm-hmm. you have been here since fourth grade fourth grade yeah Okay, so... So I had about nine years. A while. Yeah. A while. Yeah. But, Mr. Mato, why are we talking to Surya today? Because he badgered us into it. (laughs) Okay, wait. (laughs) Very unsubtly suggested. There there might have been some hints here and there. Can I defend myself, though? No, not yet. We're in charge. (laughs) No, we're in charge here, not you. (laughs) No... I mean, there's certainly truth to that. We were badgered into it a little bit, but no, we absolutely, the way you handled the process and just went about your business, the attitude that you had throughout the process, um, 
some of the changes of heart that you had throughout. We thought mm-hmm. that it would be very valuable for everybody to hear. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of why I badgered y'all, you know? Yeah. I'm just so See, he did admit, he just I'm admitted so it. You heard it here. Yeah. He admitted it. I think there was, I, I like the, it was the subtle hints at first. It was like, Miss Davis, if you need someone to be on the podcast, I'd be very willing. <laughs> and then out of the blue last week, I get a text message. I really feel like I would be a strong candidate to be on the podcast. If you need somebody, I'm around. <laughs> I, I, I said, I'm free if you need me. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But you know, all along you have been on our list. Hmm. We just, you know, we wanted to wait. Yeah. Save it, let you make some decisions and then yeah. <laughs> then talk about it. So first let's talk about where all did you apply and why? Because you have a list. Yeah. So um before I got into UT, my list was at 17 schools, mm-hmm. which is a pretty large list uh, of schools, which I would advise against to a lot of people, unless you really, really care about those places you're applying to. Um, so going into it, um, I knew that I wanted to study something around the realm of public policy and government, not so much political science, um, because that's mostly just theory and like studying how humans interact mostly. Um, so I was looking for a school that could offer that sort of program in an undergraduate setting, which there aren't a lot Mm -hmm. that do, but there are some schools which do offer very similar programs. So um, starting my search, I knew that I wanted to have a school which was less focused on politics, more focused on policy, if I could get that sort of program. Um, So as an alternative, I was also looking at sociology for a while because it's semi-similar, but, you know, more and more I realized that it wasn't. Um, so I was looking at schools, which, you know, some of the schools that did offer those programs were either these larger public schools, Mm -hmm. uh, or they were, you know, some, uh, really well-known, um, private institutions. And so my list of colleges was actually pretty scattered around. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not have a single type of uh, college or university that I stuck with for my targets, my, uh, reaches and my likely schools. So originally my likely schools were Baylor and TCU. Um, they're both solid schools. I like them a lot. Uh, but I had targets as well. So one of them was UT. So once I got into UT, I just didn't apply to Baylor and TCU because I know I, I knew that I was going to go to UT over them. And from the beginning, I mean, UT is that one one of those few schools which just had a government program mm-hmm. rather than a political science program. And so that was uh, pretty attractive to me. So I, I kept that in my head from the beginning. And that turned out to be helpful later on. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, yeah, and then uh, I applied to a bunch of other schools. I mean, if I were to list it off, it was like, okay, so my really high, high reaches that Mm -hmm. I was really prioritizing uh, were Princeton University, Yale, Columbia, and Harvard. Um, I had other schools like Northwestern, Stanford, Duke, um, and probably some others I'm forgetting. (laughs) And then uh, some of my targets were UC Berkeley, UCLA, uh, and Brandeis University as well. So out of all of the schools, I ended up applying to 15. I was waitlisted at five. I was accepted into four, which were Brandeis, UC Berkeley, uh, UT Austin, and Carleton College, which is a little uh, liberal arts college up in Minnesota. Um, And so 
that was not the list that I really ended up to uh, expected to end up with because mm-hmm. um, it was kind of an odd mix of schools. I had Brandeis, which is a private university that's like medium-sized up in the Northeast. I had Carleton College, which was a small school in the middle of nowhere in Minnesota. I had UC Berkeley, big, you know, high-level, really prioritizes academics. That's off in California. And then I had UT Austin, which was in the middle of Texas. So I kind of surprised myself going into the process because I did not end up anywhere where I thought Mm -hmm. that I was going to end up. So that left me with a pretty interesting uh, decision to yeah. make. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> but I think you were so all over the place because you did such a great research in finding the places that you knew that you were your top. Because mm-hmm. what do we say? Your top six. Yeah. Like your top to any, any of them that you got into, you were great going to any of them. Because, but you also made sure that they had the program you wanted. You mm-hmm. had that, they had specific like classes that you really were interested in taking and you really, really, really did your research. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree. And um, I, I did spend a lot of time <laughs> researching because I had to narrow down my list of like 17 schools originally mm-hmm. from a lot more. Um, and no. so I had to, yeah, no way. Um, and basically I had to kind of narrow that down and uh, basically say like, you know, I got to make, I, I just want to be in a position that no matter which of these schools I get into, I would at least be happy going there yeah. rather than, you know, I would maybe be unhappy, but I know I'm going to like a super, you know, high level school. Um, that wasn't what I wanted uh, in the end. So that's why I left out a lot of schools that um, are very well known for their academic reputation and stuff just because I knew that I probably wouldn't be happy there. So um, I ended up cutting a lot from my list uh, to narrow it down. And I know 15 is still a pretty big list, but for me, that's like, you know, (laughs) limited options, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I was, uh, I, I had to spend a good amount of time on that and I would encourage anyone else to spend time and really, really research the schools you're applying to. Um, I wouldn't say eliminate any choices that you still might want to keep on there because you may change your mind when you actually start making your decisions yeah. after you see what schools you get into. Yeah. So you obviously applied to some great schools. You, you As we've said now, uh, you did your research. What was your strategy for trying to make yourself stand out uh, to these schools? And how did that translate into your approach uh, to your activities Mm-hmm. your short answers, your essays, things like that, because uh, Miss Davis and I will both say that your your essays and your short answers this year were, were, were fantastic. They were very memorable. They were very you, though. They mm-hmm. you, you, It wasn't like we read them and you were like, oh, he's trying to be somebody he's not. Mm-hmm. They were, I mean, I had Siri written all over it. <laughs> um, so yeah. so take us into that strategy, that mindset of of how you tried to stand out to these places. So I think I first have to preface this by like saying what actually, you know, drove me uh, in the first place into, you know, what I wanted to study and everything, at least, Um, you know, I've always grown up in a family surrounded like by doctors and a lot of them, uh, well, both of my parents are from India. So from for a long time, I've always had it instilled in me that whatever I pursue in the long run, I got to at least do my best to help people. Uh, to the best of my ability with whatever occupation I have. And so from the very beginning, I've sort of um, wanted to pursue whatever path uh, is best for me to 
be able to, you know, do better for other people what they can't do for themselves. Um, so that kind of inspired me to take up activities which I really felt were focused on, you know, service or at least raising awareness on certain issues. So that kind of happened subconsciously. Um, and so in high school, um, the activities I really prioritized um, were first debate, um, then also student government. And I also co-founded an organization outside of school, which um, focuses on increasing civic engagement amongst uh, Asian American uh, youth because voter turnout is really low among that demographic. And so those were the three main activities I showed to each college I applied to. And those were the ones I said, these are the most important because mm -hmm. they mean the most to me. Um, they so were I at the top of your resume list. Yes, they were at the top of my uh, resume, actually, um, because those were the most important things that I wanted to portray to them because that's what I felt was most important to me. Now, even though I was probably more successful and earned more awards and maybe a couple other things, yeah. they weren't necessarily as meaningful to me. Like tennis, I've earned a lot of awards. Band, I've earned a lot of awards. But those were more toward the middle of my list. I put the other three uh, up at the top just because uh, I, I truly felt like was your that, yeah, those were things that I were truly passionate about and they represented what I wanted to do in the long run at least. Right. So when I was working on my applications, um, obviously you don't just want to write your essays about um, you know your activities because your colleges will see your activities list. There's a whole separate uh, thing for that. But whenever I was, you know, talking about situations where I had experienced periods of growth um, or I had truly made a meaningful impact for someone else. Um, those were some of the activities that I focused on a lot more because in debate, I was able to not only, you know, work on building up the courage to speak out about different issues and actually have the desire to want to make, you know, changes in government or social issues. Um, but I was also, um, you know, inspired to, you know, start up that other organization because I felt that I had a need to speak out about other things. Um, when it came to student government, you know, I didn't, <laughs> I don't always like it when I see things not being done. Mm -hmm. uh, so I kind of felt another need to just sort of, you know, uh, run for whatever positions and um, sort of work to change things in those yeah. scenarios. Uh, and so, uh, for those who don't know, I, I did end up becoming the student body president. And so I did talk a little bit about some of the things I had done in that as well in my application. Um, and then also, you know, the organization I co-founded outside of school, I spent, I, I didn't just, you know, do what a lot of people do, which is like, I created a nonprofit in my senior year, you know, uh -huh. just for the college app. No, I started this a long time before. Yeah. And, um, and y'all have like a quote unquote staff. Yeah, like yeah, runs we're, it and yeah, we're a national uh, organization. We have 501c4 certification. So wow. we're actually like legit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I even got to get some cool opportunities. Like um, I interviewed the former press secretary of India. That's cool. Yeah. So um, these were things that I really dove deep into mm -hmm. and spent a lot of time on. And so those were the, the, act, uh, the activities that I really showed to those colleges. But outside of that, uh, I think the main message I tried to get across to most of these schools was that I'm 
definitely not like a normal i mean you, you, it, it's I, I had to portray that i was unique in a different way to other yeah. people in the way that's that they say they're unique yeah. you know one uh good example i think is a lot of asian kids for example like to write essays about the lunchbox how they were you know like shamed for having a different ethnic lunch mm -hmm. that they would bring to school and that's apparently a very very common essay and i knew it would be and it turns out it was because if you just google you know is this a common everyone's like oh yeah i wrote that essay you know and so it's like well okay that's not very unique then um but when it came to writing my common app essay um food is obviously something that's very central Absolutely. to me um and but I didn't, it, it was never about my own ethnic food because I was never really like shamed for that. Uh, what people would raise their eyebrows at was when I would do like some really weird, weird combinations uh, and bring that to school. And it may have smelled a little weird or it may have <laughs> looked not very appealing. So when it came to writing my Common App essay, at least, I talked about that. Um, but I also talked about the positive side of it as well. But I related that more to, you know, the sort of uh trying to bind things together that aren't necessarily common and i made that into you know obviously i had a deeper meaning of everything and i won't go into it but i had to find ways to portray my personality in other ways that would not be too cliche yeah um and so i wanted to make sure that that was very important because i feel that a lot of people will say you know if i'm applying to you know harvard university i'm gonna go see what someone else wrote for their essays and then sort of you know like go for the same side of like the same type of essay style as they did uh and harvard <laughs> you know probably looks at all these and they're like okay these are all the same mm -hmm. and they just throw it out so even though I had friends who had gotten into some of these, you know, really high, uh, really good schools that I was applying to, um, I and, you know, they showed me their essays. They were like, here's what I did. Uh, and you should probably do this. I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, you know, do this my own way. Uh, but it's good to at least, you know, see the level of writing. Um, but you have to make sure that at the end of the day, you're just being fully genuine and being really honest about your experience and what you want to end up doing down the road. Yeah. I mean, I think because I remember maybe even this time last year, if not like right at the end of summer, you were in there and you were like, Miss Davis, what should I write my essay about? And I'm like, well, what do you want to write your essay about? <laughs> and I think we even joked about you should just write about food because yeah. not it's not just like the weird food that you bring. It's you're so passionate about yeah. your foodie because I remember last year when I went on the debate trip. Mrs. Braley was like, hey, so we don't ever have to make decisions about where we're going to eat because between Surya and Shanti, they make all those decisions and Gabby. And I'm like, great. I love yeah. that. It's fine. And it's very well yeah. researched and the whatever. But like it went so beyond just what you brought to school. Mm -hmm. And that definitely I reread your essay the other day. And that definitely portrayed that as well, because it doesn't like you. I think you used your quote unquote lunchbox as just like a gateway into who you were. And you mm -hmm. didn't like it wasn't the main topic. It was just like the outline for how you showed who you are. Mm -hmm. Cause that's definitely a huge part of who you are. I mean, mm -hmm. we were talking about different food podcasts you're listening to yeah. <laughs> and you shows you're watching. Yeah. I mean, it's not just like, it is one of your, the things that make you, you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Maybe you should have written my essays. <laughs> you know me better <laughs> than myself. <laughs> I didn't know. No, but you did. You, yeah. I think that's the part that everyone struggles with is trying to figure out like, 
how to talk about yourself. That's the part that they were like, you're going to have to brag mm -hmm. about yourself or just like talk about yourself. And everyone gives us those big eyes. Like, mm -hmm. what do you mean? Yeah. And I also struggled with that because I, at first going into the process, I was like, oh no, I can't write about you were, myself. You were overthinking it a yeah. little. Oh, well, I, I always do that. <laughs> but I was like, I can't write about myself. You know, what if this doesn't sound genuine enough? What if I'm not talking about the right thing? And so I probably went through like 50, like I, I probably started my common app 50 times. Oh yeah. Because I could not decide what I wanted to do. And when I say 50, that's not an over-exaggeration. Yeah, it was probably I mean more. Um, just because every time I started, I was like, I don't know. And I had a lot of self-doubt about it. But then finally, you know, I talked to you and you basically said, well, what do you, what, what's important to you? So I listed off a couple things. You were like, okay, well, what do you think you could write an essay about? So I ended up at, you know, like my experiences with food. You're like, so write in on that. And I was like, but, and you said no buts, just commit to something. Yeah. And so that's something I think is very important. Like you, you have a good idea, just stick with it and yeah. figure out a way to make it work. Yeah. I mean, right. cause you could what if it all day long and change it a million exactly. times, but yeah. if there's something that you just feel really strongly about, just roll with it and see how it goes. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Okay. So how, okay. So we talked about, you had a long list and you kind of got it down to, I think it was four, three or four? Four, yeah. So how did you take your final three or four and how did you make your final decision? Because I know the other day we talked about your top one was actually, the one you ended up picking was mm -hmm. actually at the bottom of your little four, but then it kind of flipped yeah. on its head. So yeah. how did what did that look like? Absolutely. Um, so I ended up getting, like I said earlier, I ended up getting into Brandeis University, um, Carleton College, uh, UC Berkeley and UT Austin. Uh, so going into that whole thing, um, <laughs> I was like ecstatic when I found out about Berkeley. Like I, I was, you know, like, like I've said numerous times, like I was in tears when I, when I like actually opened that acceptance letter. Oh, I like was, we, I think you came down to our office that day and you're like, come in here. We're going to, I have to yeah. tell you something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to announce it to like both of y'all because it was such an accomplishment for yeah. me because I did not think I was getting it. And so, um, that was just like a big thing for me. And so I was like, well, that's where I'm going. Because whenever people would ask me, oh, what other colleges do you have to hear back from? I would tell them, but then I would say, but I got into Berkeley. It's fine. Uh, so I was pretty much convinced that if I didn't get into any other schools, I would go to UC Berkeley. Mm -hmm. um, but then when I, you know, finally didn't get into, you know, I got my full list of acceptances and everything. Um, I looked, I had four schools. So it's like, okay, um, I'm going to do more research uh, into these schools. And by that time, I realized that my initial preferences from the beginning of the year had changed. Um, and that's what we all do. We change our mind from time to time. But I think there are some important things that lead to that. And I mean, there are probably a multitude of factors. But uh, at the beginning of the school year, I was really intent on leaving the state. I didn't care where I went, but I was like, I'm going to leave Texas. Mm -hmm. Um and so UT was kind of like, I, I would say probably at the bottom of my list at that point. So it was the way it worked was probably UC Berkeley, Carleton College, Brandeis University, and then UT Austin. And 
uh, that's what my list kind of looked like. So then I was like, okay, so now I'm going to do more research. I'm going to probably go visit the schools that I haven't visited, which were Berkeley and Carleton College. So I went, I went and visited Berkeley and immediately I kind of realized I was not vibing with this place at all <laughs> in the slightest. I could not, I, I, there was just something about the campus not just the campus, but the atmosphere, even though it wasn't crowded on that day, yeah. I felt so crowded in. Um, there were so many people. It, it was in San Francisco area. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it, it is just packed. And yeah. I mean, the surrounding area is just like a maze of, you know, it's super, it feels overgrown at that mm -hmm. point and overpopulated. Um, and, you know, being from Tyler, I obviously want to go somewhere which is a bit bigger, mm -hmm. but I didn't want to be in a place where I was being overwhelmed with anything. Yeah. And it wasn't just that, um, you know, I even talked to some students from UC Berkeley, which I think is important for anyone to do if you're thinking about a school is talk to the students there because they're the ones who are experiencing things. Absolutely. And I mean, students who are currently there, not like who have already been there because things change. Um, and after talking to them too, I was like, you know, the way that academics are taught and the level of rigor and the focus that are placed, that is placed specifically on academics doesn't really leave you, or at least a person like me, a lot of time to do things outside of just mm -hmm. classes alone. So Berkeley started dropping. Then I went and visited Carleton College. Um, I thought that it was going to be, you know, this nice, you know, pretty liberal arts college, uh, up there in Minnesota. And I was like, okay, it's just a short drive away from Minneapolis, right? So it shouldn't be too far out. It is isolated <laughs> from everything. It's, you're, you know, I'm from the Midwest originally. I was born in Indianapolis and I used to go around these smaller places, but I have not been in a town that mm -hmm. is, you know, that, you know, just- Rural. Yeah, rural, exactly. <laughs> like, and- it was not the place I could see myself going to college just for the fact that if I wanted to go out and socialize mm -hmm. with other people that aren't doing, you know, school stuff and, you know, try to, you know, get opportunities to reach out into the outside world, I would be a 45 minute drive away uh, from the nearest location that I could do any of that. So that also started dropping. Um, so that was when I sort of gave a harder look at UT. So... Um, by the way, by this point, I had sort of eliminated Brandeis because I didn't really like it too much at that point, even though they were offering me scholarship and everything, but the cost would have been too much and it would have mm -hmm. been a waste of my time, at least I think, uh, in the long run, because they didn't really have any programs I liked either. So then I ended up at UT and I was like, okay, well, what do I not like? I was like, eh, it's a little big, right? but that's not too much of a problem for me. I don't mind going to a large school, but I ended up saying, okay, well, they've got the program I want, which is just a government program. They've got lots of internship opportunities, research, you know, you're in the capital of Texas as well. So for someone who wants to study government, I mean, you're right there. There's mm -hmm. law buildings, there's the state Supreme Court, there's the state capital as well. Tons of opportunities for learning uh, in that city as well. It's not overpopulated. It's not underpopulated. It's a perfect middle ground. Mm -hmm. And for someone like me who has trouble making decisions on very specific, like sort of niche places, yeah. UT was sort of like an all encompassing. If I change my mind about something, I won't be unhappy doing it because 
there are lots of other people who think differently from each other. It's a great variety of what you want. And so at the end of the day, that's pretty much what I decided on. And even though it wasn't my first choice at all, my whole list completely flipped after doing more research and thinking about location and whatever. Um, that wasn't something I was doing while I was creating my college mm -hmm. list. I'd, I would advise against that for anyone. I say leave your options open. But I think once I came down to actually having to make the decision, I kind of shocked myself because at the beginning, I was like, I want to move out of state. Mm -hmm. And now here I am just going to be, you know, in Austin uh, yeah. rather than, you know, going off to some West Coast or East Coast or North Northern yeah. school, Midwestern school, <laughs> wherever it is. Because where is Brandeis again? Brandeis is just outside Boston. It's in Waltham, Massachusetts. Waltham, Massachusetts. Yeah. You really had like all four corners North, south, of east, the... west. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I left, I, I had a pretty diverse set of Yeah, you did. Yeah. I think that the way you went about your process mm -hmm. and the care and the detail that you, that, that, that went into the search was just fantastic and certainly a lesson for, for our students mm -hmm. for that are getting ready to go through it. And, and then those that are, you know, looking at the process a couple of years out, but uh, your visits, uh, finding that right program. I just, it, it's, it's admirable how you got to the, the decision mm -hmm. you got to. So. Awesome. Yeah. Cause I think, I think just what you said earlier about going on campus and you just didn't feel the vibe. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. that unspoken gut feeling that we always yeah. talk about. Like, like you would have been, you would have gone to Berkeley and it would have been fine, but mm -hmm. like without having your feet on campus, like mm -hmm. there's something about that gut feeling of, okay, I can see myself here. I f like, it yeah. feels right versus never going. And then I don't know. I just, yeah, it's the part that you don't yeah. know until you know. I agree with you. Uh, I thought that, you know, pure logic and reason about where I would go would mean that, you know, your campus setting doesn't necessarily mean everything. But I mean, once you're actually there and you don't feel right, you're like, I don't know how I would be able to stand the next four years here. Now, <laughs> Maybe I might, you know, change my mind down the road. Would I be happy to go to Berkeley for like grad school potentially? Absolutely. Sure. Why not? I'm leaving my options open and I might give it another try later on down the road. But, you know, I, it, there's some things which your brain doesn't have to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, your gut will figure it out for you. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. All right. We have two questions that we always ask. All right. The first one is. What is one thing you have really enjoyed about this process? Well, other than all the late nights stressing about my essays. <laughs> That's not the enjoying part. <laughs> um, I think I have learned a lot more about myself during this process. Um, and Mr. Mata goes, ting, 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 <laughs> yes. Um, and it sounds like a cliche thing to say because everyone says it, but you don't realize it until you've done it. Because at yeah. first, you know, like we were talking about, it's like, oh, I don't want to write essays about myself. I don't want to tell colleges about myself. I don't want to have to, you know, you know, um, basically talk about uh, everything I've done. But after you do that and you've kind of been forced into a situation where you have to do that, uh, 
you kind of develop appreciation for the things that you maybe didn't look at before. And maybe you might realize that you've definitely developed a lot as a person uh, overall down the road. Like if I were in eighth grade, um, <laughs> I would not see myself in the position I am today. Like I wouldn't expect myself to be good at the things that I'm good at. I thought I would have given up on some other things. I thought I would have continued some activities that I gave up on later on down the road. Um, and you kind of realize that you've grown up, um, and you're going out into the real world and you have definitely changed a lot as a human being, um, in simply ways you just could not expect. Mm -hmm. And I think if I were looking at myself now from a younger me perspective, um, I would be pretty shocked. I'd be like, whoa, I have a lot more friends now. That's cool. You know? <laughs> so, um, I mean, I've just developed a lot more of an appreciation, not only for myself, but also, you know, the people I've come to know as well. And, you know, uh, all of the friends that I've, you know, been able to develop, uh, relationships with, uh, it's been really cool to just look back on that and sort of be like, huh, I'm, I'm kind of proud of myself, which is something I, you know, wasn't really doing a lot more before, but, you know, you kind of realize, you know, hey, uh, you know, you're smart enough to do things, you know, what you necessarily, where you come from, what you're doing now doesn't define who you are. So I think um, not only have I grown, but I've just developed a greater appreciation for that growth self. And I think like, it's important. I think everyone should have a group of friends like like y'all had yeah. because I think every single time someone made a decision, y'all were all like, it was a party every time. Yeah. Like, yes. We're so proud. Cause I think the day you decided yeah. you weren't going to, you had like, you were adamant. I'm I not going to tell, tell, I'm not going to tell anybody. Yeah. I'm not going to tell me. And then like 10 minutes later, you told your whole group of friends <laughs> sitting in our office. And yeah. I'm like, uh, I think he just told them where he was going. Yeah. Well, okay. So I, <laughs> I basically, told them like guess where i'm going and all of them said ut uh i couldn't hold it in like i was like okay i gotta tell them you know like they're all right no, but i think guessing. that's part of why i think this process was enjoyable for you because you had that good group of friends yeah that y'all all supported each other no matter what and was like well how's it going mm -hmm. what are you doing what's coming up next da, 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 da. yeah actually you, you should just surround yourself with people you know you're going to support you anyways uh, mm -hmm. as a general life rule <laughs> um but i mean i also found myself you know giving calls to other people when i got into specific schools um you know noah Fanus, for example he went to harvard you know when i got waitlisted by harvard i basically told them, you know, hey, I got waitlisted. Um, it's somewhat of an accomplishment. I mean, you know, if you get a letter from Harvard saying, we were impressed with this, but we still can't take you. I mean, I'll, I'll look at the part where it says we were impressed. You highlight and so, delete all yeah. the rest. And then like, you know, Bradley uh, Tidwell, for example, who was also a former graduate of All Saints, you know, he got into Yale and Columbia. And so he helped me out with that part of the application. So it's also nice to just say thank you to the people who have helped you. But it's also nice to, you know, tell them happily, like, hey, you know, I got in because, you know, after I got into Berkeley, you know, I called up Gabby Lee as well. Uh, and I was like, hey, I got into Berkeley. And she also, you know, really helped me out on that application. Same thing with others like Ren and stuff. So it's not just the people you have at school. It's also the mm -hmm. other people you've known for a while, but also people you've asked for help from. I mean, it's it's really nice to just be able to celebrate that with as many people as you can. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So there's a group getting ready to go through this process. Mm -hmm. 
what piece of advice, if you could go back to, yeah. to yourself at this point last year, yeah. uh, what piece of advice would you, would you dole out? Ah, oh, that's a tough question. I think from my experience where I had the most issues were, was not starting my essays early enough. I would highly recommend to anyone, please, please, please get your essays started as soon as you finish your junior year. And I'm, I mean, like you, you start brainstorming and everything, that's fine. But I would start ending up in the writing process at least by August. Um, and it may sound like a you know high demand, but you can always ask people for help. There are lots of people who have been through the process. Mm -hmm. And if you know any seniors that uh, have gone through it, anyone who's graduated a while ago <clears throat> and has gone to the schools that you're looking at, ask them for help. I think my biggest regret is not starting any of my essays until maybe early September. Yeah. So, um, not, so not necessarily finishing it, but not just finishing getting it, the process going, yes. getting the ideas, getting, getting, the, yeah. getting some words on some paper. Absolutely. Because at that point, then you realize, okay, it's achievable. Because sometimes you tell yourself, you know, if I'm applying to say a selective school, I will, f I, I would have freaked out sometimes just because I didn't know what they wanted to hear from me. But then at that point, you know, once you start writing a bit, you realize, okay, I should just tell them what I want to tell them, not necessarily think about what their perceptions are. And, you know, down the road, you'll realize that your essay portion is where you can be the most genuine, authentic version of yourself. And that's the only true way I think you get to express who you are as a person rather than just your activities. Like, you know, you could be the most successful person in the world, but if your essays are horrible, um, and you aren't, you know, authentic with it, then any college I think would reject you just because of the fact that you are not being yourself and they want to accept you. They don't want to accept another person. So I think starting those essays early is one of the most crucial things you can do. I'm already nagging on my sister who's going to be a senior next year. To, <laughs> Poor Shanti. You know, like, I'm telling her, you got to start working on like brainstorming your Common App yeah. essay uh, because that is not only the most important essay, but that's the essay that gets sent to all your all schools. Yeah. So like really work on that. For anyone who's going into their senior year, I am begging you, please begging you, to work on those essays, start thinking about them because that is the most important part of your application in my experience. Even just like outlining it of like, okay, if this is mm -hmm. what I want to talk about, how is that going to look? How yeah. does that form into words? Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, whatever ideas first come into your mind, those are probably the best ideas to write on rather than like overthinking it. Because like we were talking about with my Common App essay, writing about food was my initial idea. But I went through a bunch of different ideas and I was like writing all these different drafts until I came back to it because that was the most genuine thing I could think of. So I think the first idea that comes to your head when you're writing any essay, whatever the prompt is, just start with it and go with it. Run with it. You can always it. edit it. Yeah, because you can always edit it. You can always make more drafts. But that idea is the most crucial thing. And so once you start writing it, you will be in a much better place. I can assure anyone that. We approve this message. <laughs> I promise yeah. we didn't pay him to say that. No. Yeah. No, because we both made that face like, yes. Yeah. We, yes. Say more. <laughs> say more. Yeah. Because, I mean, I will say there were some essays that I kind of did down to the wire. Like maybe I had a supplemental question that I only started working on like uh, like a week 
before the actual deadline. Um, and I look back at those essays now because I opened up that doc, some of my documents where I had all my essays listed and you reread it and you're, you're kind of like, oh no, like <laughs> if I had only spent more time on this, maybe I could have refined this or maybe mm -hmm. I could have done that. And you'll always have your what ifs, but you know that you could have done better had you just started earlier and yeah. taken your time. Don't push the process. put your best foot forward. Absolutely. Clapping. Yeah. I'm saying everything they want to hear, but it's actually true. It's because we've just beat it into your head and now it just comes out naturally. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm speaking from regrets. So I think that's the best form of education there, right? That's right. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> speaking from experience. All right. We're so thankful that you beat us into making you be on the podcast. Oh I'm just kidding. We I'm were... thankful you took me as a guest. Listen, we knew we were just saving you. For last. Yeah. Just, of course. Yeah. I'm just the most important. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> but it's no, okay. The public knows it. <laughs> we appreciate it. We absolutely because I think yeah. you had I think you experienced a lot of the things that we kind of I don't know, not warn, but like be like, hey, if yeah. you do this, then this will help this. And you need to do research and you need to start on your essays earlier. Mm -hmm. And I think you kind of weaved you kind of experience all of those absolute things that we try to make sure everybody yeah. gets on top of and remembers and does. Mm -hmm. Um, but thanks for being on our podcast, Surya. Thank you so much for having thanks for me. Coming back up to the school after you graduated. Oh my gosh. I've been here like five times I since know, I graduated. You have. Uh, I feel like it's more than that. Probably more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's purse of having a sister, a little sister, you know, yeah. no, some of it's of your own. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, that is true. Yes. Yeah. But that just means he just doesn't want to leave us, and it's yeah. fine. All Saints is a great place. That's right. Stay. Preach it. Preach it. <laughs> All right, Surya, thanks for being on the podcast today. Thank, Thank you. you. Absolutely. Well done. Well All right. done. All right. Well, we that is the end of our episode today. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram at ASES College. We'll, um, we'll be posting some questions of people may want to answer. We want us to answer. Um, but we are working on our next lineup of potential alum we're super excited anyone you think we should talk to yo way yo way get them on oh i mean but an alum oh an, an alum. alum an older, always, older, alum. An an older, older alum. alum oh an older alum bradley Not a fresh alum bradley tidwell bradley. i love bradley bradley Michelle Potter Brad once called him Black Jesus. <laughs> Lord. Because he's amazing. Is Bradley going to be in town this summer? I have no idea. We're going to ask him. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Fun. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to our podcast. This is another episode of My College Story. Great job, sir. Yeah. Good job, man. Thanks. Thank you so much. That was fun. That was fun. You did a great job. I got to go.